Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City, Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are coming at you with our championship weekend preview. We're going to be talking specifically about the two most important games, the games that we think are going to be the most highly contested, as well as capable of producing uh, the most chaotic results that will impact the college football playoff, that being the Pac-12 championship, ACC championship. We'll probably maybe throw in some thoughts on the other games as well, but those to us are the biggest, as well as some other thoughts that have happened with the transfer portal, coaching changes, all of that, and more. Before we get to that, though, Sean, can you share with our listeners a word from Bet Online? You used to ask me how I was doing before the read. I don't care fine. anymore though, because um, when I would when I would ask right, you that, Bet Online is where you should be betting. You bumble around, and then you, we go on a tangent. You, you mispronounced go your ahead. name in the open, by the way. No, I didn't. Joe Dion is what you said. Um, Eat it. You, you're in no rush, pal. Uh, Bet online, number one sports destination. For I am betting on these champ- Yeah, I checked the clock also. Uh, yeah, <laughs> number one spot you should be betting on these championship games. If you if you like Louisville upsetting Florida State, bet on it. A bet online. If you like uh, Washington, the undefeated upsetting Oregon, who they've already beat this year. Uh, tell me why they're underdogs. I got you. I'll understand it. But bet on it. Bet online. Head to bet online today. Remember to use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Thank Don't you, even Sean. thank me. Don't even thank me anymore, man. Let's just All get right. into the F next. me too, then. Yeah. God. Uh, Pac-12 championship game between <laughs> Washington and Oregon controls the destiny for the college football playoff for both of, both of these teams. We have talked about how the outcome of this will truly impact how that final four will be. If Washington wins, they're guaranteed to go. If Oregon wins this game, they might need a little bit of help, yeah. but there's a really – strong argument for why they belong with the one loss because they've played really complete football. I brought this up though, and I want to bring, bring this conversation point up rather than just straight up talking about our thoughts on who's, who's going to win this game. Cause we kind of did this in the last show. It's, it's really chaotic to consider here the capability of both of these teams getting into the college football playoff, because if you really break it down, if Oregon wins and right now it looks like Oregon's going to win. It makes the most sense. It's hard to beat a good team twice. We'll talk about that in a second. But if Oregon wins, we now have a conundrum, Sean. Oh, no. Because if if Oregon wins, Washington now has on their resume a win over the Pac-12 champion. That is the argument that can be made. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Mm -hmm. They have one loss, but their best win is against a one-loss team that is the Pac-12 champion. I would argue that helps them and they should get in. No, 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 no. You're playing silly games right now, Joseph. I'm not playing, You're silly, playing games. silly games. This is a, this is a very no, this no, is a very no, 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 no. Valid point. Joe, Joe, the, the burden of the championship game is that you can lose it and that can hurt your season. TCU did it last year. Don't act like that didn't happen. I understand, but 
there was not the stable of horses outside waiting to get in that can absolutely run with teams two and three. All right. There, there was not last year. This year there is one second though. There there's a, as much as that has been discussed, I think that there's still based on the outcomes of these games, a capability for most of these teams to be knocked out of the conversation. I Alabama, if Florida state loses, even if Texas wins, there's a debate there. Dude, my dream CFP is one Georgia, two Oregon, three Michigan, four Washington. So I get Oregon, Washington again, and I get Michigan, Georgia, and then we get to figure it out in the finals. That's my that that's my goal. That's what I hope can happen. But there is no way on this planet currently that we are revolving in that a committee full of these stiffs, these suits, these these chortlers with their with their committee laughs and their committee ties would ever let two teams from the Pac-12 which won't be around next year in these why not stiffs cuz they're stiffs joe wait but i would argue though the cockamamie point that i brought up you, you that they're going to sit cockamamie what i said is completely backwards and unreasonable my take is very unreasonable it is a tinfoil hat statement to say, well, Washington lost the football game, but at the same time, they still have a win over the Pac-12 champion. No, we're doing we're doing a double reverse transitive property inverse. You think that the committee won't rationalize look, it like that? Look, they can't. They can't do it like that, man. They cannot rationalize it. I think that's more plausible to happen this, than you think it is. Oh my god! Look, you just you just cannot let the Pac-12. They don't care about football as much on the on the West Coast, even though they produce the most entertaining football this season in college football, and I'll love them dearly forever for it. Those dorks, wherever they vote in Indianapolis or or whatever, somewhere in Texas, wherever they vote, where they meet up and they sit in the hotel room and they think about texting the other committee members to come over for a drink whatever they can't let two pack 12 teams in because that means there's no big 12 team in and those texas fans will riot and we can't have texas fans that feel like they got snubbed texas fans either need to feel like they suck or feel like they're good but you can't feel like you're snubbed because that texas entitlement will seep through It'll seep through, Joe. It'll be it'll we be sweating out of our Texas pores all off season, hearing about how they got robbed. Did any of us uh, enjoy well, what, wait, Saban wait. last year going uh, embarrassing himself, talking about how they need to get in no. during a, a men's basketball tournament broadcast? Was that what it was? No, it was during the was it the Big Twelve Championship? Game? I think it, oh, Big Twelve Championship. They did it during one of the cha- they did it during. How one embarrassing of the cha- was that? Look, I, I, I've said this already. I still think that no matter what, Texas will be the first team out because at the end of the day, they are riding very, very. I don't want to. I don't want to entertain the the Alabama Georgia situation if Alabama somehow beats Georgia. The most realistic capability here, Sean. I don't think it is. The most realistic capability here is that Georgia wins that game handedly by a touchdown or more. Nice and handy. That is going. They are going to then discredit. That discredits the only 
hanging resume building win for Texas. Your best win is against a two-loss team that did not win their conference. The rest of your best wins are the back end of the top 25. Texas does not have a leg to stand on. They just don't. The only way that they get in is if Florida State loses, if Washington wins, and if if Georgia loses, because that bolsters Alabama. I think that the committee needs to pay more attention to Texas losing to Oklahoma at Oklahoma's peak in their season. That's when they were their best. They fell apart afterwards. They haven't been the same. Before then, they were fine. That was the best game Oklahoma played. And that was as high as Oklahoma should have been ranked after that. That was a good quality win, and they were uh, uh, given respect for it. They were given a higher ranking for it, and they deserved it. And then they fell off and they pooped their pants. That's what Oklahoma did. But Texas bounced back. They won their games. They stayed thorough and made it to the end of the season. I'm not knocking them. I just don't want them to feel like they got snubbed. And and, and two Pac-12 playoff teams, to get back to the original point, will leave that, uh, that fan base feeling snubbed. Now, maybe that's what the TV people want, because that's where my brain goes. My tinfoil hat always goes back to TV. Maybe they want Texas going into the SEC with an edge so they can start playing with some balls and stop trying to be all flashy. All right. That's that's too tin. tin I, hey, that's, look, that's 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 a you, step. So I, a step I can wear my tinfoil hat and you, you you other way around. Yeah, but that's like multiple steps down the, uh, you know, down the multiple rabbit step hole guy, here. man. I'm a multiple step guy before I be, to, before I even think about moving somewhere. I got to know if I can get a couch in the area. That's where I, that's to, where I start thinking about. To stick to the thoughts on the Pac-12 championship game, though, because as we're clearly painting here, as much as the Georgia-Alabama outcome creates a lot of chaos, it's unlikely. It's a toss-up in my eyes, Washington versus Oregon. That nine-point line is pretty crazy. I don't think that it's too there much. Is anywhere, there's nowhere near that much separation between these two teams to consider it that. I think that this is going to be a close football game. It's most likely that Oregon wins. I am rooting for Washington because I've been in on Washington this whole time, but Oregon has every capability right now. The way that they're playing, the momentum that they're having, the way that they're demolishing teams, Utah, Oregon State, every single team that's gotten in their way, they have looked phenomenal. So it points to Oregon, which if Oregon ends up winning, will create that complication. And I think to your point, the most likely outcome here is if Oregon wins the Pac-12 with one loss, they will be the singular Pac-12 team to get in. They have to be. I mean, we were able to will our ways into an FCS vote, so maybe in a decade or two we'll get the FBS vote. We can really start to restructure this program from the top down. We can really they start. They have former FBS players and athletic directors and TV people voting on that. What do either of us bring to the I table? bet some of those people Velcro have Velcro on their shoes, okay? So I don't want to hear it. They got slip-ons. They don't feel comfortable tying the bow, all right? So I'm not hearing Look it. at these two fat idiots. Let's give them a vote. Actually, you think I, that that's going to happen? None of my shoes are tied either. I don't know why I'm talking. I, have, I actually tie knots on the end of the string so I don't have to tie them. Oh Look, I don't know where that came from. I should have said a different analogy that doesn't apply to me. Look, I think that an, imp- an impact can be made, and we can get an all-former Pac-12 champion uh, CFP playoff uh, in 2038. I think we can accomplish that. I don't even know where to go with that point. ACC championship game, Sean. This one is also a 
I'm, I'm like still trying to even figure out what, what you I'm talking about final four Utah Arizona Oregon Oregon State that's what I think we can get accomplished whatever conference they're in at the time okay ACC championship game is being acknowledged as being a tight one I think a lot of people are painting this as an upset opportunity for Louisville but it's not really being broken down as a game that does really knock over a bunch of dominoes to open up space for the playoff. Because right now, if Florida State runs the table and they win, there is going to be a talk about a team feeling snubbed. There's a possibility that they get left out. They shouldn't be left out because at the end of the day, they have one of the best teams with one of the best records and they won their conference and they're undefeated, all of that good stuff. But there is a conversation of, does the committee want a team with a backup quarterback in? I think that that shouldn't matter. And I honestly believe that Florida State will win this football game. I think that for the adversity that this team was thrown into last week, Tate Rodemaker did not play great. They literally tried to take his head off, as I've said a million times. I think that that's an opportunity to get that out of your system, get the you know the crappy performance out of the way, and then step up to the plate against Louisville, who is down bad after the way that they played against Kentucky. This is an opportunity for them to continue building. And if they win, again, I think that they're that fourth team that ends up getting into the playoff. The Florida State only wins if Tate Rotomaker is an NFL quarterback. Uh, and if you view him as such, then I will change. Wait, I, you you really think that that like he needs to play like an out of his mind in order for them to win? No, but can he play as well as Cardale Jones, who is the example well, that so- is often brought up? But can he? Because... Cardale, not a great NFL quarterback. He played in the NFL, but was a great college quarterback. Came in, stepped in, won a natty. Tate Rotomaker, Joe, and I'm just asking you, do you think he could even be a bad NFL quarterback? He's got a live arm. I think that there is development potential there. But right I'm trying now, to pull up Cardale Jones's performances. 12 gauge went off. He had a couple awesome deep bombs. Who did they play? In Wait, the it was twenty. Line? It was twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. So they beat Alabama. So his performances were 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 the following. He played a bunch of games and kind of just stepped in and had a couple snaps. He did have his first like real start. Looks like it was against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Two hundred fifty five yard. No, no, that's, that's the wrong number. Two hundred fifty seven yards. Uh, 70% completion percentage, three touchdowns. That's a really good game. He didn't get thrust into a situation to have a game before that, though. So this was this was his first performance. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Then against Alabama, he goes for 243, a touchdown, an interception, 51% completion percentage, and then 242, a touchdown, an interception, 69% completion percentage in the college football playoff. So I think that's something that's kind of forgotten, that everyone thinks that Cardell Jones played like unbelievable football. You know, I don't think that he was like a perfect player. Yeah, I was thinking about that's that. basically the way that he played perfect. against Florida. I got you. I'm not perfect. Rotomaker did. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think Rotomaker is going to be that guy. Uh, I really think Louisville is going to assert themselves early. They still have the team together. They still have their quarterback. They still have their running back. The D line has playmakers on it. I, I don't see Florida State winning this game. And it's going to be a bummer because a healthy Florida State team could have made some interesting games in the CFP. They really could have. And they a healthy Florida State team with 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 Jordan Travis wipes the floor with Louisville. Wipes the floor with them. Yeah. 
The only way Louisville wins is they take them lightly because Florida State does have enough talent to take advantage of a team that's taking them lightly. But it's it's not. I do not think it's going to be a pretty game. I don't think it's going to be a fun game. I think that Louisville's going to have it in the bag by the half. I, oh, I completely disagree with that. My problem is, is had they not played the way that they did against Kentucky, I think I might actually agree with you a little bit. But their defense got ran all over by Ray Davis. And on top of that, we saw Devin Leary throw some dipshit interceptions, some terrible turnovers, and they still won against Louisville. I think that that defense has its back against the wall. And I know that even if Tate Rotomaker makes mistakes, they're still going to find ways to win. They're going to be able to run the ball with Trey Benson, who is a far more gifted athlete than Ray Davis is. And on top of that, I don't yeah, see... Yeah, but that Kentucky running offense defense- has been really strong all year, man. It's been really good. It has been, yes, and that's been a, a critical part. But you could argue that Florida State's run game is peaking right now the way that they played against Florida. Well, it's going to need to peak because their quarterback isn't, isn't starting because he got injured and he got his leg broken. It's going to need know, I to completely peak. disagree. It's going to need to peak. You can completely disagree. When this game is over. I, I can't believe you think that this is going to be like a – you're basically painting it as a lopsided win for Louisville. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you're goddamn yeah, Rotomaker should just throw the if, – if, you know what? If they want to win, it should be – okay, here we run it two times. If we get the first down, great. If not, great. Third down, no matter the down and distance, throw it up to Johnny Wilson. Throw it up to your big receivers. That's what it should be. Yeah, that's what they no that's what they regard. do normally. I got you. That's, I got you, brother. I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know how it goes. All right, let's I'm get trying to tell you. I'm trying to give you the inside track. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's get to some other thoughts here uh from the past week. So the first one that you threw in here, we have to talk about. Arkansas was in the market for a new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Bobby Petrino was in the market for a new job. Sure. Now we all know the um, rise and fall of Bobby Petrino as Arkansas's head coach. The sordid history. Uh, Yes, the way that things ended with the motorcycle and the assistant, um, or was it a secretary? I forget what her role was. Athletic department in the volleyball Just so, so, so terrible the way that things ended for him. (laughs) I can't believe that Sam Pittman, with his job on the line, his career on the line, like he found a way to stick around. I don't know who he convinced after that Missouri yeah. game. It is the most unserious program that Sam Pittman was sitting there scratching his his skull, going, "You know who we need? What about Bobby? Bobby's Bobby's, Bobby's available. You got Bobby's number? You can't tell me that that is not the most chaotic. I by the way, I think that's a lock, an absolute lock that KJ Jefferson comes back. Right? KJ Jefferson's coming back. I, right? For for multiple reasons, for good offensive production and for the, you know, the other uh, reason that we've talked about in the past. The <laughs> why could you give that up? <laughs> those offensive, those offensive, you know, those quarterback meeting rooms. Uh-huh. I bet are going to be unhinged if KJ Jefferson comes back. Uh, KJ, you're a big strong man. How you, how you doing? <laughs> Oh, okay. KJ, get quit, quit getting caught on Snapchat, man. Yeah. Would you please focus? Your phone is literally blowing up in the in the meeting room. You need to turn it all the way off. We can hear it buzzing in the in the backpack. KJ, please. KJ, do you own a motorcycle? <laughs> Let Uncle Bobby teach you a couple tricks. Look, Arkansas, and this stupid sport gets dumber every decision that you see gets made. 
you realize that the people making the calls at these big universities don't know dick about dick because without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You didn't learn from the previous mistake. You don't know that the shtick is still happening around Bobby Petrino. Distraction. Bringing Bobby Petrino back alone. Distraction. He is a distraction. That's two. Why do you think he's leaving Texas A&M? Because uh, Mike Elko doesn't want distraction. So there's a big three. Oh, no, he wants his own guy. He's got no tie to Bobby Petrino. I think everyone's no tied to Bobby, to Bobby Petrino. Petrino. You know why? Because they know he's a distraction. Bobby Petrino was a great hire, and their offense was a lot better until Connor Wegman went down. I, I look it, like in all seriousness, in all seriousness, yes, it's a distraction, but it's actually a really good offensive hire. Bobby Petrino is one of the most brilliant offensive play callers in the history but of you college. You can't football. bring him back to Arkansas. You can't allow people. He to has do unfinished his business and bits. And just like you right there, what do you think the signs at game day are going to be? What do you think? It's just too much. Counterpoint the team. Counterpoint. Counter, I counterpoint. would argue. Thanks for that. Um, I would argue that if the team has a number of massive offensive performances, the first five games of the year, KJ Jefferson, who's assumingly still there, is popping off. If all of that is happening, I would argue college football loves shtick. They do, as they we're talking do. about here. That's a rallying point. If everything goes according to plan, which it will, because Bobby Petrino was a great offensive play caller, I don't see a way that the offense doesn't improve. But I think that that's a rallying point. You and I are two idiots that will root for them as soon as they start producing good I offense. I will not. Uh, you hate fun. No, I do you not hate, hate good offense. fun. I hate blatant million-dollar mistakes. Oh, if he went to Iowa. that If he was uh, the OC at Iowa this year, there would be concern for Michigan in this championship game. There would be yeah. shoot concern about this Iowa offense. Not kidding, not joking. What the, the Ferences have done to offense in the state of Iowa should be studied by war crime investigators. We didn't write this down, but I want to talk about it. So Cade McNamara, the transfer quarterback from Michigan, uh -huh. was on some podcast talking about how uh, he's been injured, so they're you know they're rolling. Sure, with, he's got um, time. I'm on the pod, with the big man. dump, right? They uh, they're rolling with that big dumpy kid from California who transferred from Wisconsin, who's just maybe one of the Petrus. worst quarterbacks I've ever. No, not Petrus. They've got that other big top heavy kid who's got the most frat boy build I have ever seen on a Big Ten quarterback in my life. Got no lower half. Absolutely. And you watch him throw, it makes sense. He's got no juice behind his foot. Looks, he looks kind of like prime beef de Leon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Cade McNamara has said, though, he has. Uh, he was saying today, I think it was, or it was yesterday, that he is uh, going to give Iowa every piece of information necessary going into this game. So he's going to pass on as much info as possible, mm. play calls, signs, I'm sure all of it. I couldn't help but laugh at the thought of this, and I was trying to figure out a way to tweet this without it being overly wordy. Wonder where you learned that. Bit. I can't – I shut up. I was <laughs> thinking about this, though. How, 
how hilarious the oh that's a good that's a good one um how hilarious though that if if that does work and if michigan everything that they're doing gets completely picked out and called out but it's to the tune of Michigan only scoring 17 points and Iowa scoring three. And that's the final score. Iowa five, Because actually. the reality is – Because they know the goal would, line play. They know the get out of the one play. But all I can think about is how they're going to get a bunch of stops. They're going to get some turnovers because it all goes according to plan. But Brian Ferentz with his all-black getup is going to produce and cook up one of the worst offensive game plans in the history of the Big Ten championship game and produce five points, as you just said. If Cooper DeGene was playing, it would. It, I might be giving them a different – it might be – oh, my God. It might be a different story. God, knowing what Iowa could be makes me hate Michigan so much. It, it completely yeah. makes me root for Iowa, which is the least root-forable team, the least watchable team – in college football, you really couldn't find a, le- a less watchable team. Joe likes it because of all the punting, uh, and that's fine. The punting has been great. We all acknowledge it. We like the wave. We like a lot of things that Iowa does. I mean, oh, God, those uniforms they pulled out in like week four were hideous, though. The yellows, those were awful. Oh, yeah. People loved yeah. them. I hated them. If Iowa beats Michigan, I, it would be the greatest college football moment of all time. Of all time, Joe, better than App State, Michigan, better than the 05 Rose Bowl or, or whatever it was with Vince Young and, and Leinart. It better than all right. It's all better right. All right. than Back. the Flutie Pass. Back it up. Iowa, this up. Iowa Back team beating Michigan would be the greatest underdog story of all time if they won 3 nothing. It, it would be fantastic. I'm rooting for it with all my heart. I am too, but it's it's – it's not going to happen. Other thing that you wrote down yes. here that we should we should hit on. Uh, Will Howard entered the transfer portal. Sure. I said that, speaking of Iowa, I don't think I've ever seen a more Iowa quarterback enter the portal than Will Howard. He can get it Are done. you kidding me? He can get it done. That kid's going to be an Iowa. How do you feel about Van Dyke guy? getting eventually signed by Notre Dame? He's not going to Notre Why Dame. Why wouldn't he? Because there's another quarterback that they're seeking. Also, Will Howard has also apparently got a little bit of buzz for Notre Dame. So would you be excited for Tyler Van Dyke at Notre Dame? I would not because he's not going to end up at Notre Dame. He's going to end up at like Syracuse or like Indiana. Somewhere you don't just think he's good nowhere for, for him to die. Miami. He's going to he's not going to drift off into the sunset. He's going to die off into a fiery blaze in South career, Bend. Just not in South Bend. They're not going. The, the guys that they have on the roster are better than Tyler Van Dyke. Stephen no Jelly and Kenny Minchie are better than because they started Sam Hartman with no receivers. What are your thoughts on Will Howard? Will Howard, and I, I just hate having to be right about everything, the quarterback of destiny. Because he's not going to go to Iowa. He's not going to go to Notre Dame. He's not going to go to wherever you need him to go. He's going to Nebraska. Do you know why? It's not going to happen. Joseph. So it shall be said, so it is written in the book of Adrian Martinez. Adrian Martinez left Nebraska as a quirked up quarterback ready to make a difference, which he did at K-State, right? He got hurt. I would. I don't think he And then Will Howard that. stepped sure. in, learned from the GOAT. Now, Will Howard has had the reins, got a little quirked up this year, decides K-State's not my spot. 
Where do I go? Oh, where'd my old buddy come from? Where'd the guy that all the books in the world are written about him? There's statues, Uh... paintings, artwork, everything. Adrian Martinez, yes. Where did he come from? I'm going to go right the ship at Nebraska under Matt Rule. I'm going to pull a reverse Adrian Martinez, become the true son, and elevate them to a ranked program next year. That's what Will Howard does. He goes to Nebraska. He needs to follow. He needs to follow the footsteps of Adrian Martinez. If you knew a lick about football, you would be chanting about how Avery Johnson is the next coming of of Adrian Martinez. Because Avery Johnson, long, luscious blonde hair, can't throw for shit. Big body. No, 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 no. My guys in that this kid can throw. is my, Adrian my Martinez. My guys can throw. Also, Will Howard's the Antichrist. What he are is you the opposite. About? He is the opposite of Adrian Martinez, and he beat out Adrian Martinez. And I called for him. I just set the book down. I got to bring the book back up. Apologize to the book. Get it? Apologize to the book. No ball. Apologize to the book. You can't say I don't know ball. You can't say I don't know. You don't ball. know ball. That's a crazy you're make, you're thing making to say to me. You're making it up. You, if I show you an over and an under front right now, I bet you got it wrong. At Joe DeLeon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more. Enjoy the rest of your week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.